Hey, you're a genomes professor? I am, yeah. You're way too buff to be a genomes professor. <laughs> you told me he was a professor, not a cage fighter. I'm too intimidated yeah, to interview weird. him. I can't work under these hostile conditions. It's like a blonde Jude Law. Yeah. He's got the mustache to be Watson, it's great. Yeah, I swear he's got like a motorcycle parked outside. Actually, he might, I don't know. Yeah, like, do you have a motorcycle? No. Okay. He has his muscle cars in the garage. 2006 Toyota Camry parked outside. Hey, okay. Do you I go to school here as a student or a teacher? That's what most people. I get that a lot, but yeah. Dude, <laughs> how much do you? Uh, serious question: How much do you bench? <laughs> I, I haven't benched anything in a long time. <laughs> I, see, I call bullcrap. <laughs> I don't believe this. He's got freaking Nikes. He's like styling. Where's your lab he's coat? He is easily the most stylish professor that I have ever had. Ever. Honestly, ever. like not even joking. That's that's yeah. a that's a straight up honest truth. Like, I like how he hasn't taken his hat off yet because it goes with his style. It just like, fits. He, under, just he understands that I that's mean, a key the, feature. It's gonna go off a little, little bit though. It's, it's kind of hot in here. It, it is a little bit warmer in here. Yeah. And there's nothing that we can do about that because if we had vents or if like they had air running through, then it would mess with the mic and stuff. So yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. I'm 32. 32. Yeah. Gosh dang. He looks younger than me. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! Only I can say that! Yeah, I mean, like, you're, t you're, you're currently in like, Oh, you're not his student. Oh, I heard you're not a student. I was like, well, crap, you're not a student. How the freak are you? Did you get in here? <laughs> you see, I've been lying to you this whole time, okay, actually. Well. I'm a gopher. Uh, there we go, for the computer science <laughs> the department. human okay. body. So I'll just take There's some three gophers. Yeah, there's some code on there. Mm -hmm. Shirt. Your shirt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, my hand? <laughs> my barcode? Because <laughs> I am Android number C137. Shout out for those references taken. Actually, have you seen Rick and Morty? You feel I feel like no, you're. I, I, I know what that is, he's but hip. I haven't. He's hip. He knows about it. I mean, he's got two I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not as hip as I thought it was. I, he's, I, I thought it would come in and be in hip, but then I don't really understand it. No, you open that door and like, like little hip angels just like, <laughs> like it resonated. So welcome to Bacon Bits, guys. This is our... Uh, Actually, don't even cut any of that. Like, we're not going to cut any of that. This, is just, this has just been great fun. Um, we're meeting with... Is it very natural Yeah. We're meeting fine. with um, one of my professors, Paul Franson. Um, he is... A genomics professor here at BYU. Um, is it Dr. Franson or Professor Franson? Yeah, Dr. Franson's fine. Professor Mr. Dr. Franson's Professor Franson. Franson. Okay. Dang. Um, he, uh, Dr. Stylin' Franson. He is. He's easily, and I don't say this lightly. He's the most stylin' professor that I've ever had. Um, at, and like, and I'm not the only one who says this. the The funny thing is, is that there's some some girls in my class and guys. They well, think but, he's on. Well, that too. But it, what they, they what they say is that like he always just looks so fresh. He just wears like so he, he wears like the right shirts matching with the right pants, the shoes, the ties, just always on point. The Damn. only time, the only time when we've ever been like, whoa, something was up, was when he had a baby the night before, and he still. Looked styling. It was just like it was. It was just. It was like it was casual. Styling. It was casual. It was. Like, it was. Night it was. It was like, what he, he came straight from the, the hospital. Yeah. He came straight oh. from the hospital to teach because he's that much of a boss. And then Dang. went back to be a good husband because 
he he had I mean he had crap he had to do you but mean, like still you don't have to like plan lessons like super in advance you're just like oh you want to or talk he about has genomes? the whole thing already planned out that's true already that's also but true I have some semi planned some of it's planned some of it's yeah <laughs> no. okay so it's improv <laughs> we we we've been talking a lot tell us about you just yeah, tell us about sorry. like where you're from who you are why you, why you do what you do and why are you still styling. <laughs> Where do you get your style? Um, Where do you shop? <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you add that. We need help, please. Uh, yeah, so I grew up in Idaho. Um, uh, town what part of Idaho? Idaho Falls. It's southeast oh, Idaho. Sweet. I used to live there. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Sorry, that's... Okay, I didn't I know that. I used to go there on vacay when I went to BYUI. So. Yeah, that's exactly. Cool. It's like the big city, right? Yep. Uh, yeah. yeah, so it's kind of a rural city, but also kind of hits above its weight because all the surrounding places come to Idaho Falls, so it has mm-hmm. stores and stuff. My dad was an engineer along with lots of other people who were engineers because there's a nuclear waste facility there. Mm. It's now called the Idaho National Lab. Oh. Um, it's gone through different iterations, but I grew up there, just a normal kid. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess I liked reading more than the average kid, maybe, or something, but... That's the secret. <laughs> there it is. In order to be styled, you gotta read. covered it. But, uh, no, I'm at the G-Mo. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. But I liked, uh, I mean, I also liked just things that normal kids liked. I liked skateboarding and playing sports and... We're still waiting to see a kickflip. Driving cars and whatever. That's why I think you're so cool. Uh, like, you got that skateboard style going. I really like skateboard style. Yeah, I kind of try and do, but fail. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and I also really like being outside. I guess. Mm. Um, then, I mean, a lot of professors will say like, "Oh, I've been passionate about subject A, B, C, whatever, my whole life." But that wasn't the way that it was with but you. That, no, <laughs> oh, it nice. wasn't that way for me. I, I mean, can I can relate the, to that. First <laughs> thing you want to be? What was the first thing you wanted? To be well, I didn't really on? know. I, so my dad told me not to be an engineer. <laughs> He was an engineer. Okay, he's like, no. And, and I don't really know why. I think that's a pretty reasonable thing to do. Right. Um, so I thought maybe I'd be a dentist or a, or a doctor or something. Didn't you, like, try to go to dental school before? Or? I thought about it. So okay. when, I, when I first enrolled, I was a pre-dental student, and my brother w- went to dental school. And I also have a couple brothers who are doctors, and a brother-in-law is a doctor. But um, Where do you fit into your family? I'm number six of seven. Oh gosh. Yeah. And then your sister was the one is younger than you, and she's the one that came into class. She's actually older older than than you. you. Okay. Yeah. So she. uh, I I wasn't sure where she fell into the. Yeah. So she had kids, and then waited until they were all in school, and then went back to school. Wow. So she's a PhD student at at the University of Utah. Um, But yeah, so I, uh, I thought I might want to do dental school or something, but then I came here a fresh for freshman year. Then I went on a church mission for two years. Nice. Um, in Washington. We're in Washington. Tacoma. Tacoma. Mm, close enough. I'm from the Tri Cities. So. Yeah. Okay. That's the other side of the state, but still, that's, well, that's still cool. So, and no you still live in, is your dad an engineer or something? No, my there's Hanford there. So my family lived in the Tri Cities before I was born. Oh, okay, okay. So like right after we moved to Idaho Falls when I was born. Okay. But my the rest of my siblings kind of grew up in the Tri-Cities more. So, no, actually, my dad isn't an engineer or, or anything like that. He he does marriage and family therapy, so it's needed because all the engineers go on. Helping engineers, yeah. He's helping the engineers so that way they can keep their marriage Because Tri-City, um, they're like these little twin... I mean, they both have the ri- river running through them. Same river turns into the Columbia when it enters Washington. There's the Snake and the Yakima Rivers that turn into the... Columbia. I, they tributary into the Columbia. Yeah, and exactly. And just... Keeps going, and, and so there's the, and it's kind of high desert plain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Tri Cities no are rain. is hotter. Yeah. Um, it's a lot hotter. Well, than that's here. interesting. Let's go on. <laughs> back, to, back to the other thing. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Other that's thing. that. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't not know that, that I'm not bored, but I'm freaking lost. <laughs> but I, I, so I got home from my mission, and my sister, or I got home right before, like six days before class started mm-hmm. or something. So she just mm-hmm. signed me up for classes. And she signed me up for this class called entomology, and it honestly had to look it up in the dictionary. I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> I, I don't think I know. <laughs> so she sent me a... It's uh, a bug class, right? Yeah, it was a bug class. <laughs> oh, my gosh, and, I do know about that. Yeah, so study of insects, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> entomology, maybe um, Google, shout out. So they... Uh, and she and I, I said, oh, I don't, I don't know if I want to take this class, whatever. And the professor was weird, and I can say that because now he's a very good friend and no, big, big influence on me. But the first few <laughs> classes were weird. And, nice. Uh, but my sister's like, oh, she was a master's student at the time, and she was working on this project about ants and invasive ants in Hawaii. And she goes, okay, if you take this class, I'll take you to Hawaii. You're like, oh, down. Oh, so I, said, okay. yes. <laughs> I said, I'll take Wait, this. I'll exactly. take this class. Yeah. <laughs> she never took me to Hawaii, by the way. Oh, oh that liar. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Go out with me, I'll take you to Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe I'll have to send her this when you guys finish it. There so we go. There you go. Hey. It'll be pretty soon. Well, her Shout husband's out. now an orthopedic surgeon. They live in Flagstaff, so I'm sure. Oh, okay. They'd be fine taking <laughs> Hawaii some time. Um, but the... Uh, Do it. Remember that long time ago? <laughs> yeah. So then I decided I, I actually really liked the class. I, the, one of the first couple labs we had, we had taken this, like, dirt sample. Mm. And we put it into a funnel, and then you put a light on top of the funnel, and you put a little jar of ethanol at the bottom. Mm. And so we, yeah, so we left it there for like a week, and we came into the lab, and we had to pour it out and start looking at. It. There, there's some flecks of dust and stuff in the and ethanol. And, were I, all drunk. and I was wondering, like, what am I doing? This is weird. And so these little flecks of dust, and then I look under a microscope, and all of a sudden there's all these different insects. And mm. I, th- I just kind of found that fascinating that there were all these different insects that no one ever sees or thinks about that are just hanging out in the dirt and doing something, right? Mm. And probably doing something important. You Partying. Know, if, if they wouldn't aerate the soil, we wouldn't have crops and blah, blah, blah. And so I just started, I got really fascinated by insects, and so I started volunteering in the professor's lab. I ended up getting a, a research position in his lab, and he took me to Mongolia, and we went and... Wow. Better um, than Hawaii. Just... Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was certainly more of an adventure. Yeah. And so Did you have to machete your way through places. Yeah, well, it was macheting is so funny. There, there weren't too many, um, like rainforest. There wasn't that much vegetation. Okay, okay. Dang. It was very. It's the steppe. It's, it's all, so the more arid climate. Yeah, and, okay. It, right. it, cold and mm. lots of flies. Um, um, that's the suck part. Yeah, so <laughs> lots of biting flies. So yeah, anyway, uh, we can talk about that yeah. later. But <laughs> Dang. so I got home and I decided, well, I. I really like this because I found also found out that like we got involved in this research, mm-hmm. and I would try and look stuff up online, and there's no information about it because no one knew the answers, right? Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden I was on this kind of the cusp of human knowledge, and that felt really exciting to me. Mm-hmm. Like Ooh, well, I now I, I was involved sure, right? in creating human that knowledge, makes right? Sense. Yeah. yeah, and so there was That's this. Cool. I remember vividly because I probably I wrote an essay about it because I was thinking hard about what I want to do with my life. And I had this mm-hmm. kind of juncture where I had to either, like, prepare for and take the DAT, which is the, the dental aptitude test, I think is what it's called, okay. or dental admissions test, one yeah. of those two. Dental yeah. admissions test sounds Dental admissions right. test, yeah. Um, or, you know, start thinking about going to graduate school for, you know, research. Um, mm-hmm. 
And I remember looking at my uh, bookshelf, and there was this dat book, and my bookshelf was full. And then I bought in the mail this book called The Ants. It's all about ants, and it won a Pulitzer Prize. Wow. In nonfiction. With that title? Yeah. It's just because it's just this, like, kind of huge resource about ants and there's all this information about ants and, and it's really well written and lots of interesting things about it. Anyway, so I got this book in the mail from Amazon and I had to take a book out of the bookshelf to fit this new fat book in. <laughs> and so I looked the at the dad book and I thought, all right, I'll take that one out. Don't switched it, and then now I haven't looked back. And that's when I kind of made a decision. It all started with one yeah. book from the bookshop. That's I mean, so interesting. I had thought about it a lot, but that was kind of the pivotal moment where I finally decided. And then I told my wife, and, you know, I kind of talked her into marrying me with yeah. the idea that I was going to be a dentist. Ah, and, uh, and then... Uh, uh, skirt! <laughs> but I'll still make a lot of money. Turn the, t- turn the tables. Um, and I'll decided to go to grad school. Instead. Yeah. Huh. Um, so that... That's how I got interested in insects, and then I wanted to understand insects better, so then I started doing genomics, um, because that's the best way to kind of figure out how things work, is to figure out what the code of the organisms I is like having a gender. Right? Yeah. 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 Oh, this guy's cool. <laughs> but in grad school, I did a lot of uh, coding and stuff. Because oh, you've actually had to write code for the genetic, um, what, what's it called? The structure? No, well, it's it's Lumi- the Lumix stuff that you or that you've tried to use in order to sequence genes. You have to write your own coding for those. Yeah. For those like processes, right? Well, yeah, yeah. you wouldn't want to do that by hand all over and over. No, again. no, yeah. So, it's, so some there's some really computationally intensive things that you have to write code for. I had an idea about how to model um, changes in evolution with uh, kind of new different types of modeling techniques and. Um, when I was in grad school, and so picked up, there was the Google does this summer of code thing mm-hmm. where they grant money for people to work on open source software, and so I oh, got right. one of those awards when I was in grad school and worked yeah, with yeah. two dudes that one of them was a professional software engineer, the other one was a uh, scientist, and we implemented this program and and published it. Now, I mean, it gets cited by I don't know if you remember this, but towards mm-hmm. the early early in the semester, there was a there was someone in the class that was like. First off, if anyone ever starts a sentence with no offense, they're about to they're say gonna, something. Of course. It, yeah. it's more, it's, when you say no offense, it's basically you're saying, brace yourselves, this yeah. don't suck. I don't want to be offensive, but here we go. Well, here we go. Uh, and so this guy, someone in our class says, no offense, but it was something like, is there, isn't there someone more qualified to teach this class? Oh, I do remember that. Yeah. I remember everybody just like, what? You'd be like, no offense, but you can leave. <laughs> I think I said Jeez. something like, uh, like, oh man. I mean, because I study molecular evolution, genomic evolution. Mm. I said something like, well, evolutionary biology is, is the unifying principle of all biology, mm-hmm. and nothing makes sense in biology except the science uh, mm-hmm. in the light of evolution. But the uh, also, I mean, tons of stuff that I've done has been cited and used in studies that study humans yeah. and mm-hmm. trying to understand the ba- basis of human disease and things like that. Because the way that molecules work, the way DNA works, I mean, it works the same in everything, right? Yeah. So you Sounds understand it in a model. 
But um, I mean, well, the guy's got a PhD. <laughs> I feel like he's more qualified yeah. than any of us to teach that class. Well, evidently <laughs> not. Not to, to uh, please <laughs> apologize to this man. It's okay. It's okay. Oh, we're not going to give you any it. names, and if we did actually give names, that would be one of those noises know, right over the top. I don't know who you are, but I will find you and I will give an apology. Well, your grades will suffer. Okay, so I wanted to ask you a question. So it seemed like you kind of like remember well your whole discovery. Of your major and everything and I know like there are certain people like maybe listening or like very very close to us Sitting in the room. that I didn't want to name names <laughs> it's me he's talking about me I don't know what the freak I'm and, doing and, and everyone else um, that might not know what they want to study yet so like what kind of advice would you give somebody who's still in this like you know tw- maybe like late tw- or early to late 20s like maybe still doesn't know what they want to do kind of freaking out about it. like what kind of advice would you give to help them you know like stay motivated in finding what they love and uh, how to maybe like find it and make the right decision with what they want to study for the rest of their basically life. how do you get out of a holding pattern don't yeah. simplify me apologies <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean so this has been a hard I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up right what I mean that's fair. <laughs> that's, I, I actually get that that makes sense that does not make sense to me <laughs> I'm I'm really happy to where I've ended up, but I'm not sure. I mean, it's been the result of a lot of deliberate steps and things like that, but I've Mm. never been totally confident in any decision I've made. So Mm. that's what I want to start off with is that um, I followed things that I like, but I've I've still never been totally sure that I was doing what I was meant to do or whatever. I'm I'm feeling more of that now than I ever have, but I'm still not totally there. So when I was... um, when I was a missionary, is it okay? Yeah, 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 go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, totally, totally go right. for it. Yeah, yeah, so when I was a missionary, um, my mission president gave me some advice. It didn't make a lot of sense at the time, but has totally turned out to be true. Nice. He said, like, picture yourself as a train engine, right? And you're going along the train tracks, but you're only seeing a few miles in front of you or a few segments of train track in front of you. But the, the key is to keep going forward and then those train tracks will be laid out for you. Sometimes you'll take a sharp turn and you won't really know why, mm-hmm. but as long as you keep like trying your best and, and, and thinking hard about things, that the train tracks will be laid out in front of you. And that's kind of what's happened because I, I've always kind of been, I've never been totally sure about decisions. There's some decisions, growing up decisions were easy, right? It's like, yeah. well, because half of them are made for you. Yeah, so my friend, <laughs> you know, a friend in middle school or something says, oh, do you want to come and do drugs or something. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> there's like a clear right exactly. and a clear wrong, right? You're like, you're like, no. <laughs> Let me think about this. No. Yeah. Or, you that know. Hard. Seems reasonable. So I, so I think the first hard decision I actually had to make was like where to go to college. Mm. And so I remember I had that took me three tries. a good scholarship to Utah State, mm-hmm. um, no scholarship to BYU. Mm. And I thought I was going to go to Utah State. And anyway, it took wise those two actually equal out. It did. So it took a long time. And, and, well, and BYU, yeah, BYU is, you're lucky. It's a good, it's a, uh, we, it's a, we an agree. Ex, we, an inexpensive education. We, Trust uh, me, we agree. And we get a bunch of free crap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like sound studio. Well, and, and you have to take advantage of it. A lot of people don't know how to take advantage of the things that BYU has to offer, which is, oh, yeah. anyway. Which is yeah. a lot. Aside the, it's not, a lot. not, not that there's a little plug there, BYU. No, no infomercial for BYU, but. Um, <laughs> Give us free stuff. Please, please. They're not going to keep Actually, they stuff. already are. Uh, they did, they did. Thank you for giving us free Thank stuff. Thank you for giving us free stuff. Please continue. But yeah, so that was a hard decision. I don't remember how I made it other than I kind of had a gut feeling mm. after going I thought I was going to go to Utah State went there and visited there was this scholarship banquet for scholarship recipients and I had two brothers that were there yeah it seemed exciting and but I just felt really bad about it 
And so that actually was a pretty easy one once I had that feeling, right? But then since then, like, for example, deciding between going to dental school or graduate school, um, I don't think there was a right answer, really, right? So I chose one, and I had to make the decision, so you just and stuck it's with been it. okay, yeah. And okay. and so since then, I've had several other uh, decisions. So I've been offered different types of jobs that I have to decide if I want to take one or the other. I mean, he travels around the world sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> it just happens. The crap is this man. <laughs> and so when I decided to, I, even when I decided to come to BYU, mm-hmm. so I had a really awesome job. It was my dream job. I, I had a job at the Smithsonian, Washington D.C. When I was 12, I visited there with my dad, and I said, I want to work at the Smithsonian. That's oh, cool. freaking dream come true. Yes. Dream come true, and I got to do so such cool stuff, worked with so you know such cool people, and it was a super hard decision. And I'm not sure. I just had to make it. And I'm not, huh. I, I probably would have been fine had I stayed. I would, actually, life would have been great, right? Yeah. But life is also great here. And so... Hmm. I'm, sure, I'm glad you So maybe you just life. shouldn't worry so yeah. much. Well, yes. Yeah, like, so, make the decision. So that's a little bit. Don't, don't worry so much. But also that you should still have a plan. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 even, so don't go in blind. <laughs> so even if you don't know... Super <laughs> great. Yeah. <laughs> even if you don't know exactly where you want to go... It's good to know the way forward in the different directions that you might mm-hmm. take. And so more like knowing the options rather than necessarily just being like, all right, we're going to just throw paper into the air and hope right. it lands on the right spot. Yeah, exactly. And then also thinking about what it takes to get where you might want to be if you choose one path mm-hmm. or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, that's always been, you know, I have a lot of interests and the way that I've found to be kind of the most motivating to learn about those interests is to look at the history of those those fields, for example. So, I I'm real, I like skateboarding, right? So I know nice. a lot about the history of skateboarding. Nice. I, I have you like, watched any of those cool documentaries that have been coming out recently for that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, a, yeah. That's a good. Do you know a lot who of good... Rob Deerdeck is? I don't know who Rob Deerdeck is. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows. I this know who person. Rob Deerdeck is. Wait, no, you don't. Yes, because you told, told me you. about it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't count. All right, I also on. played Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two on the sixty-four. Whatever. That He's was a good that. one. I, I, I would. Me and my buddies would play that until our uh, thumbs got blisters. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It was only when it was raining or during the winter in Idaho. Rest of the time we'd be skateboarding, but um, uh, or cycling. I like cycling, and so kind of understanding the history of cycling has motivated me to try and be a better cyclist. And it's the same with science. So understanding the history of the field, where it's been, also looking at people who've succeeded in science and seeing kind of the path that they've taken and the things that they've had to think about as they're moving forward in the path um, has helped a lot. And so that's partly just getting a good mentor who can help you kind of see the possibilities and mm-hmm. and the different things that you might be able to do with any particular field of study. But, I mean, so that's not the greatest advice. Some people say, you got to choose and just, like, go for go it. With it. Hit your nose <laughs> to the grindstone every day and, and all that stuff's important and I work Sounds really like hard. But at the same time, it's like, you kind of have to find what's right for you, too. Yeah. And I think that's becoming harder than, than ever. I think people are more yeah. jaded with kind of a traditional... Nine to five than they used to be, maybe. Well, like uh, the the main thing that I've noticed, and this is just from my perspective of not knowing what the heck I'm doing, um, and just trying to figure it out, is that a lot of people tell me that I have to do what everybody else does, sort of thing. Like, like I have to be, you know, like the engineer style or the the the. The musician style, just because, you know, oh, you love music, you should be a musician sort of thing. It's like, yeah, I love music, That's but dumb. I want to love music. I don't want to hate it. 
because it's my job yeah. sort of thing and because I'd be forced to do it. It's And, and just the, the idea of finding where, I, I don't know, the, the idea of where you're supposed to be has never really stuck with me. It's more the idea of are you still going to be a good person if you're doing this? Like, like that's that's the biggest thing that uh, personally I've felt with my journey on this on this weird weird journey. Um, you'll still be a good person. Is is that you'll still be a good person maybe. if you choose one major or another? Like, the, what what you choose doesn't matter so much as the kind of person that you are with that. Yeah, I feel like just because like I could probably be a great dentist. I could probably be. A great geneticist. I could I could be like you. Well, He's maybe not quite as stylish, but um, I could I could probably well okay maybe not computer science, but <laughs> computer science. I've tried that. It's it's too hard for me. Um, I could, but like I could potentially be a musician. I could potentially be all of these things. The the possibilities are endless. But what am I going to be at my core? Not necessarily like what is my label, but who am I? I feel like it is a more important... I think it's important to balance, like, what you want to do as a job, but also, like, understand what you like to do also on the side. Like, I mean, for you, like, you're a geneticist, geneticist, genomicist. Genomicist, yeah, whatever. 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 (laughs) You have that stuff, but you also love to skateboard. I also imagine you like to uh, spend time with your family. Maybe you like to weightlift. I I still think you do, (laughs) just by looking at you. Like, you have these other interests, you know, but you chose genomics. And I I, want to know what, what made you choose that over, like, any of your other interests, you know? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's partly looking at the... I mean, I always wanted to be a teacher when I was a kid. Mm. Um, and I think teacher is a very noble calling. And uh, It's really hard. I, re- I realized oh, yeah. it would be difficult for me to be a uh, middle school or, or high school teacher. Um, and so I guess I pictured who I wanted to be, and I always thought it would be really cool to be a professor or mm-hmm. a scientist. And so that's still with me. I, I can't lie. Sometimes I wake up and go to work, and work is just like work. Yeah. Like, sometimes it's really <laughs> awesome, but sometimes you, you have to go in, and you're filing expense reports, and, mm-hmm. you know, your like, students, oh, you, you have students you. working in your lab, or students, <laughs> <laughs> students are you qualified? <laughs> or, or, you know, you know students, that, or, or even have students that are having a hard time, and you want to help them, and it's yeah. difficult to think about how to do that. Or mm-hmm. So it's still work, but... I mean, picturing where I wanted to be helped a lot, and I think being a dentist would have been fine, too. I mean, so I, I wish I had a better answer. <laughs> but I, I mean... It seems I, like it just I, happened, right? And I, and I thought a little bit about, like, the type of people that I liked talking to, mm-hmm. and I, was, I always found professors and stuff really interesting. Hmm. That's not to say I don't have fine dentists in shame. And my brother's. A... <laughs> my, my, but... Dentists are boring. <laughs> We've heard it here first. But my, you know, my brother, who's like my best friend, um, mm-hmm. is a dentist, and we talk a lot and stuff like that. But I did keep boring. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I did notice that he doesn't feel the same way about dentist flies, even though you're like, dude, you could make people floss with their silk. It would be great. Yeah, see, and exactly, <laughs> caddis fly flo- silk floss. Was, um, no applications. <laughs> Honestly, he was telling me about that. I was like, that's boring. <laughs> but the uh, yeah, so the 
And also the students. I found that I didn't really like hanging out with pre-dental students, mm. but I liked hanging out with the students who were interested in like going to grad school or, or didn't have direction at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, there, there we, we go. go. That's why you there we go. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, one thing that I will say is that there is something to be said for building skills that can be useful. Okay. So there's a lot that we're, we talked about like right that. now yeah. that yeah. are like, Not so much video okay, games, figure out who you are and whatever. And, but building skills that can be useful mm. is really important. Mm -hmm. And that has helped me with, you know, with any sort of success I've had. A couple of examples P picking up, So picking up, like, computer programming. Okay. That's helped me a lot. Mm. I wouldn't have gotten my job at Smithsonian had I not done that. Okay. I wouldn't have gotten my job at BYU had I not done the Smithsonian gig thing. Mm -hmm. And so, and that was a skill also that I could have taken and out into industry and used it in some mm -hmm. way, right? In a data science job. I, yeah. I probably didn't know enough to be like a hardcore software engineer, but, you know, enough that I could do some statistics or yeah. um, write little programs and stuff like that. Um, and that's like a bigger example than the smaller ones like, oh, I know how to fix like a hole in my wall or... or yeah, and those skills are important. Like, important, important but, but, like, but I would say like... So it's like, I can clap with one hand, like not something like that, something right. like a little bit more marketable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so, I mean, for, so as undergrads, I always tell them, like, the, the thing, it'd be good to try and get a good skill, like computer programming, using statistics, something like that, some, mm -hmm. some sort of analytical skill. It's good to learn how to read critically. <laughs> it's, it's really important to learn how to write. Yeah. And every job, I mean, really, my job is basically a professional writer, right? Yeah, yeah. That's true. I, I analyze data quickly. I gather it quickly. What takes a long time is writing grant proposals, writing papers, um, writing up reports. That stuff, I write a lot. I have to write a lot. Mm. And so I would always encourage students to try and write a lot. And then lastly, just to think. So being able to think clearly and critically. And I, for me, I mean, I gained a whole new way of thinking when I started programming. Yeah. Uh, I like how it keeps motion into me, man. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. I gained so, a whole uh, new level of just <laughs> hatred. But it really does. You, you, you take a problem and you learn how to chuck it down into little pieces, manageable pieces, because that's what you have to do when you're coding, right? Yeah. 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 That is the yes. only way that I was able to do anything in that class was just by chunking it, because... Yep. Otherwise, I would be toast. Yep. So, and, and that actually directly relates to genetics because you can't take a three billion base pair no. <laughs> sample and just be like, oh, yeah, we're going to do the whole thing all at once. That's four letters, right? <laughs> yeah. It's just a four different letters. Yeah. Yeah. But code is, I mean, it's only two different characters, zeros and ones. One and zero. I mean, right. when you <laughs> compile it. <Yeah. laughs> Luckily, like, you don't have to write anything in yeah. binary anymore or whatever. Yeah, but that would be geez. terrible. Um, or even assembly... Some people still write stuff in assembly language, I guess. I actually TA a class that a lot of it's assembly writing. Yeah. It's kind of fun, actually. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't ever got that deep. I, I, did, I do most of my stuff in Python, but I, I learned C++. And just, just having to, like, deal with memory and stuff made me feel, feel like I understood what I was doing so much better. And it yeah. made me understand the process in Python so much better. Because mm, I'm like, exactly. oh, that's why it's set up this way. And, mm -hmm. and I'm sure that you would get an even deeper level level of knowledge when you start working in assembly code or something like you that. You do. You definitely do. And in binary, and like you actually start looking at memory hierarchy and what's actually happening behind the scenes when certain lines are executed. That's actually really, really fun. That's actually why we kind of like 
I'm going to start talking about computer science. <laughs> that's okay. Like, I, like, I, I keep talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that's why a lot of intro classes, that's why it's so smart to learn, like, a very low-level language like C++. That's, it's actually not too overbearing low language either. It's not, like, super, super down in there, like, assembly or, bi or binary. But, like, a lower language like C++ can help you understand the higher languages like Java or Python. Lower language being the one where you have to tell the computer to do more? As yeah, to more hands-on management mm -hmm. of computer components. So it's lower input from the computer. You're doing more of the, yes. the actual input. So um, I remember you we, tried to explain that to me, and my brain just could not wrap so around it, but I think I'm finally getting it. code, that's for us to understand. And the more easy it is for us to understand, the more likely it is for it to be a more higher-level language, because a higher-level language is for more human-based uh, thought processes, but when it runs through the compiler, it takes all of the, that written code and it translates it into machine-readable language or machine code or, or binary or assembly, and that will be a low enough level language or actually on the language of a computer for it to actually do stuff with it. So. My little rant. So okay, if you wanted your brain answer. to be broken, um, <laughs> <laughs> totally simple in my mind. <laughs> no, but I, and I totally agree. So, but so I think success. Yeah, I mean, picking up a skill is not a bad idea mm -hmm. along the way, no matter where you think you might go. And there's there's a lot of skills that are transferable. Code is transferable. Yep. Writing well is transferable. Yep. People skills is transferable. I mean, I remember my dad doing, doing sales. That that's yeah. that, I I would never do sales again, but I would not have gotten the skills that I got from sales anywhere else. Yeah, for so sure. Like that, yeah. And it's it's definitely skills that, that I, I and, and I do agree with that in the sense of like picking up a skill is crucial because mm -hmm. like if you don't have skills you can't pay the bills. Yeah. Um, but Computer hacking skills, nunchuck skills. skills. <laughs> Girls only like guys with great skills. Yeah, what were you go. saying about your dad? <laughs> Sorry. I don't remember. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, no, I do remember. Okay. Oh, yeah. good, good. So I remember my dad coming home from work and like, oh, work was hard today. And, and so I always kind of envisioned that we, work would that you'd encounter some hard engineering problem for him mm -hmm. as an engineer or like as a scientist i'd just encounter some kind of hard like it's something problem. that you just have to like get over like a wall or something yeah. but yeah. what turns out to be the hardest is dealing with other people <laughs> <laughs> even as a scientist dealing where you know we're these yeah. isolated stupid and, people. and not even really dumb stupid people but just people oh. who have different Priorities than you, and or they think a little differently. Yeah, it's think a little differently. Yeah, and so you know, working with people, if you can do that well, it's a very important mm -hmm. skill. That's and good. salesmanship. I mean, I have to use salesmanship as a professor all the time, right? That's I, true. I have to sell my class on my ideas of, of how I'm going to be assessing the class. For and example, sometimes they kick back and uh, they don't like this. Yes, yeah, sometimes <laughs> they do. <laughs> they would prefer that I just give them the test beforehand that they could take. Hey, 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 hey! hey. <laughs> I never said that. <laughs> they want me to curve it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But but like even that, you know, you ha you have a, you have to learn how to do these things, and, yeah. and uh, but. Because we can talk all we want, like, oh, find your passion and whatever, and mm -hmm. I think I have in a lot of ways, but mm -hmm. you also have to be practical, right? Because, yeah. like you said, I mean, a lot of my life that I like is hanging out with my family, and, mm -hmm. and so in order to do that in a comfortable way, I have to work, and yeah. so I may as well do something I kind of enjoy, and in my case, I really enjoy it, mm -hmm. and I'm really lucky that way. I don't think everybody ends up in a job like that, but... Um, but 
it's just fine to have a job that's a job, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was raising my hand. Yeah, that was, that was like, I was like, we're, not, noticed, we're not in this class. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like next semester, that's something he'll react to. Well, I, well, thank you, because in my class right now, there's a lot of people who just speak out, and I find it a little it's annoying. grating. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's super... Yeah, I mean, that's why I try not to. But, like, the, the whole idea of... Anyways, well, I, I, I raised my hand. He raised, he raised his hand. I'm currently doing scared. the thing that, that we're saying is not no, doing. No, 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 no. We're in Dr. Francis' classroom today, and we are going to learn about proper no, etiquette of talking to people. It's fine, it's fine. Um, but I was just—I was gonna say. I mean, like a couple things to record. Um, like every every single major, every single like job, it requires people skills. It requires those things. Like computer science, where like people think it's just a bunch of like cubicle nerds, like not interacting with people. That's actually a bunch of malarkey. Because I don't know why people laugh when I say that word. Because malarkey a, is a funny word. Okay? It's a word. <laughs> it's a funny word. <laughs> it's a funny word, but I like it. <laughs> it's malarkey. Being at BYU, I keep trying to think of good ways to say. Malarkey or baloney, like yeah. these types of good, of like, like the types of like yeah, garbage. kind of these kind of more uh, uplifting more ways, creative. Of, <laughs> more creative. I guarantee, if tomorrow like you go in your classes, you have malarkey, everyone's gonna laugh. Okay, sure. I'll have to, to incorporate that into my yeah. your Sunday school. Yeah, because yeah. um, <laughs> yeah, tomorrow's Sunday, so I'm like, um, but yeah, like uh, like computer science, it requires a lot of teamwork. It requires a lot of social interaction. It requires a lot of communicating your ideas so that another that doesn't think like you can understand what you're actually even saying mm -hmm. like you'll there you'll be amazed by how many times like a like a computer scientist and i will be talking about a, a problem and we're actually saying the same thing but you guys don't <laughs> make that connection because yes. it's, you're saying the different things yeah because we yeah. both have different terminology we both think in a very different way i personally think in a very more i feel a skewed and abstract way than other people do but we both <coughs> get there as long as we're not choking <laughs> as he chokes to death <laughs> and, and like we actually find our uh, our our reasonable ground and we find we compromise and we're able to find the solution so yeah like people skills is a very 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 necessary and needed uh, ne no skill <laughs> it's a very necessary skill reading skills writing skills like what you were saying uh, like social skills like those are actually very important for everything every every major that you want to go into mm -hmm. another thing that I wanted to talk about was like also what you were kind of talking about because you say so many cool things because you're such a cool person <laughs> <laughs> that's flattering <laughs> I'm not lying too <laughs> really so like what, yeah another thing that I said was like um, like you there's like a principality to it there's like a rational side to it where it's like, okay, work is going to be work sometimes. Like, you don't want the thing that brings you joy to become your work because there are going to be days that that is your work and you're not going to want it and you're not going to enjoy it. So you're, it's important to, yes, have your work that impassionates you and, like, it gives you drive to keep going, but it's also important to have something on the side to help you relax and take a break from that and have fun in a different way instead of just, like, stretching your mind every day constantly and actually in fact become kind of a weirder person and kind of more strange person that can't communicate their ideas because they don't have any other life experience aside Outlets from stuff. that. And honestly, the most uh, most successful computer scientists are those that have that kind of outlet on the side that allows them to practice these other skills, not just computer science skills. And in the end, will become that stereotypical, cubicle kind of antisocial person that everybody wants to avoid, honestly. Hmm. So, those were, those were my thoughts. So people people yeah. skills are, are crucial. That's 
But also hobbies. But also hobbies. Yeah. But also hobbies. <laughs> because your job is not always going to be... It, sometimes <laughs> it's going to be work. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes it's, gonna it's gonna be going to be work. No matter what. And I, you even hear this from, like, professional athletes, right? Mm. I mean, when I was... I, I've said this in class even. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, I, I wanted to be in the NBA. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I kind of thought I could. And then that's the beautiful thing about being a kid, right? Yeah. You, you think you can do anything. Yeah. And my parents never told me I couldn't, which yeah. I, I think is to their credit. Some people would mm-hmm. say, oh, that's like, yeah. they should have talked you down or something. But mm-hmm. They should have brought you back down. I, I'm, I'm of that same You know, I got, to, I got there and I understood that I wasn't going to be in the NBA yeah. and it was fine. And mm-hmm. to have them tell me that would have been way worse. I yeah. Think. yeah. I found it out on my own. Yeah. I wasn't delusion. Well, I mean. I was a kid, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I, you had the innocence kids of being able to dream. <laughs> so I've been really interested in professional athletes for a long time. and But a lot of them will say, you know, like, sometimes... I just don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to get up and play basketball. Like, it's my yeah. passion. It's the thing I love the most. But, like, yeah. sometimes I just... It, sometimes it feels like a job. And yeah. especially when they move... You hear, hear this especially from new profe- newly professional athletes who move from, like, a college kind of to a, profe- to a professional team and then all of a sudden it kind of becomes it's like shoot this a is my job, job now mm-hmm. and uh, it's hard to imagine that like you get to play basketball all day and that's your job man <laughs> yeah. like, but it, it, that's how it is and so yeah. it, they have outlets too I mean LeBron James he rides his bike right nice. he, he rides a bike lots of dudes Bill Walton rides I uh, basically know the people who ride their bikes yeah I was going to say he's also into cycling so that's uh, I don't know awesome. any I don't know any pros Pro basketball players that are that much into skateboarding. There was a. Uh, well, I mean, if they skateboard and they get injured, yeah. they're done. Yeah. So. Uh, I think I need to get injured by cycling, too. I that's guess that's true. Risk, but I don't know. There was a. Uh, Depends on where you're cycling, what you're doing. Guess, that's right. true. Are you BMXing? Are you are you going in the. Uh, I fall a lot more often on, when I'm mountain biking than I'm road biking. But if I fell when I was road biking, the consequence would be higher. Yeah. Much worse. Yeah. Going much faster. And yeah. often There's also cars. cars. And yeah. Stupid people. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid, stupid. So anyway, legitimately, but, we can call stupid people. <laughs> so I guess we can all agree that having a hobby is good. So having, having, having a hobby is good. Hobby, having skills, having skills is, good. is crucial. Not worrying too much about it, although like trying to discover, making that effort to discover it, but I guess not worrying about it because it will happen. Yeah, right. and then don't just wait for it. Yeah, yeah, don't wait for it. But then but also, for it. also if you like, see something and you're like, oh, there's some downsides... There's downsides to everything. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, if you look, there's going to be downsides to literally everything. And, right. and okay, I'm going to get my music plug now. Um, if you guys have ever heard of Hamilton, the musical, there's a song called Wait For It that Aaron Burr sings where he talks about how, like, basically for most of his life, rather than making the decisions that he needs in order to be successful like everybody else that he sees, in the case in point, Hamilton, mm-hmm. he waits for his opportunities. He, he doesn't... He doesn't he, he literally, and this is one of the lines, he keeps all of his plans close to his chest. He's waiting for his moment sort of thing rather than going out and taking it. And then when he finally does go and take it, he ends up killing Hamilton. But, like, the... It's a great disservice to us all. Great to, yeah, <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally. But, no, the, like, the, the idea behind it is that if you constantly wait for it, and then try to act. You don't know how to act. You haven't. You've yeah. made. You've missed out on your mistake making time by waiting, in my opinion. And so that doesn't mean that you can never start. But like, there's some things where it's just like you missed your shot. Like, like yeah. for for me, I I don't know. I, I I know that I can't be in the NBA because I don't like playing basketball. Yeah. I and and if I I mean initially I wanted to but I waited 
to practice. I waited to try and play well. I, I waited for it, and then when tryouts came, I didn't make the team, and and I missed my shot, I, I guess. But the the idea behind it is that like, if you don't, ah, there's the cliche of you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take, but. Wayne Gretzky, man. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. and it's, 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 it's a true it's a true <laughs> statement. But at the same time, it's also just like, make sure that the shots that you're trying to take are ones that you... Or some Michael Jordan. I don't know, actually. I think it might be Michael Jordan. Is it Jordan Michael Jordan? Jordan? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know sports well enough to know any of that. Well, it's like, a very famous one. Right, it's probably been, been wrongly ascribed to everybody. Einstein. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. But, like, the, the point is, is that just, Jesus, like, maybe, 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 yeah, too. Maybe good advice is from Jesus. Maybe all good advice is from, okay. That's true. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. True. Inspired by Jesus. <laughs> we can't go wrong there. Here's the, here's the thing, is that it basically just breaks down to look at the shots that you can take and then take them. Yeah. Don't, don't be afraid to, to try because when, you, when you're afraid to try, you, you do nothing. And starting is one of the hardest things yes. for, for the human body and mind to do object at rest like to stay at rest sort of deal but at the same time like and this is the last question that we'll ask you we're going a little bit long but this is this oh we're is probably good. way long I mean it's been about 45 minutes but like we this is this is a good this will be a special episode this is, yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is definitely a special episode it's just for the students in Dr. Francis class and everybody else who listens um, everybody <laughs> everybody so everybody. Um, what motivates you like okay actually no that's not the way I wanted to ask a question Besides, um, you know, skateboarding and cycling and geno- genomics, what is genomics? Whatever. Um, what is what? What drives you to be who you are? Like, what what what, what do you want to be? Yeah. Basically. Yeah, you said uh, when I grow up. Like, yeah, and, old, and actually, that's something up? I wanted to ask. Is, like, is that is you that, guys are just saying I look like a student? Well, that too. Well, but, yeah, but, <laughs> but, like, but okay, so what? Uh, the idea of growing up, I think, is stupid because growing up, you're not dead yet, so you're still growing, and your age is going up, so you're still growing. I up. guess I had that misconception that growing up was like thirty or something. I mean, I maybe, know. but like to me, it doesn't mean that. Like I do own a house now, and I have a, I have a full time job. So and he's I got feel like two, those are the criteria. Right kids and, <laughs> and a wife, and, and like a wife. He, he's more put together than we are. That's for sure. But like the the, the idea is probably even younger. <laughs> took me longer than a lot of people, but. Well, okay, and that's not the that's not the important part. Because I was in school forever. But, yeah, well, grad school. That's but, what, was, <laughs> what grad school wasn't? Yeah. Anyway, so um, tell me all about. I guess the about. answer the answer to your question, which is kind <laughs> of a broad question, I know it's not. Yeah, I mean, I just find that I'm much more fulfilled when I'm involved in stuff. Mm. Okay. And I have lots of interests, um, and sometimes that can be overwhelming, and I want to be kind of good at everything. Yeah. Like the good dad, the good bi- the good cyclist, yeah. the good skateboarder, skateboarder. the but because of life sometimes I'm not as good at those things as I want to be. And so you kind of have to look at what's most important. And to me it's my family, right? And that's a lot of people will say that, but that's totally true. And you the know? people who don't have family think it's cliche and that's because they don't get it. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> but like I, I think about it like, okay, I was having a doomsday talk with a 
and fellow professor today. We were walking Jeez. around the neighborhood. <laughs> Just walking through the suburbs. I wonder what it was. I was a stroller. And you're thinking, hmm, I wonder what it would be like when the world ends. And we were thinking, but we were both kind of came to this. No one's interested in the Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> but we kind of both came to the same conclusion that, like, if we're with our family and, like, finding happiness, then that's, like, the most important thing. And I think that's true, but, I mean, what motivates me... There's, I'm motivated by a lot of things. Mm. I remember one of my mentors early on said, you know, there's people who are positively motivated and people who are negatively motivated. So positively motivated people are motivated by gaining some aptitude or some fame or, so, or something like that. Negatively are more motivated by, like, the fear of fal- failure or getting in trouble. I'm totally negatively motivated. <laughs> I don't want to look like a failure. Okay. I don't want to... You know, lose a job. I don't. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't want. I don't want to. You know, as a student, I didn't want to like get bad grades. Yes. And, and so. Um, gets me. And, 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 and so this. And, and the reason I say this is because it's to show that this sort of motivation also works, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't even think it's like a depressing motivation. Uh-huh. It's just. It's clearly what, in my it, mind, motivates what, me. Yeah, yeah, it's what works yeah. for you. Yeah, and, and like, as you know. As long as it's not worst case scenario. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, and, um, yeah. But I also really like people, and I like to be in positions where I could serve people um, or meet people. And one of the best things about being a scientist is the people I get to meet. I mean, in the last year, I've worked with scientists in their home countries, in Germany, um, in Japan, nice. in Nepal, he speaks all of these in Thailand. Do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> but in, in all those places, people have, scientists have welcomed me into their homes. Nice. They've taken time off to come and show me around. And, um, and so that's these sorts of things that coming back to a personal connection is, I think that's really the most motivating thing mm-hmm. to me. And that's why I love teaching. I love teaching students. The lar- huge majority of students are great, right? Um, <laughs> I know what you mean. And so, you know, despite some bad days, like most days are pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so that's what I would, you know, try to be in a way that you can ha- make personal connections and where you can... Recognize the good, sort of? Yeah, and, and I mean, even if you're... A solo writer or something, being able to have an influence on people with your writing, and then maybe even, you know, going out and signing people's books and getting to know. Because, in my experience, large majority of people are good, good people, and we have a lot to learn, especially from people who have different backgrounds than us, right? And that's been kind of the most in character enlarging part. I mean, isn't it no spiritually enlarging? I guess. What is the BYU mo- something? I think spiritually I can't enlarging. But, I don't remember. Both yeah, though. Both, right? but both yeah. of those um, can come from interactions with other people, and and so but both being able to meet new people, learn new things, um, and then also the fear of fear of failure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sometimes fear is a good thing, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but also, I did want to say, and I didn't get to say this earlier, is that. You should be okay with failure sometimes. Yeah. And yeah. it's totally okay. Like, I, I've had so many failures, right? Uh, but yeah. that's, it's, and everyone says, oh, yeah, that's how you learn. It's totally how you learn. And I think, I think it's the difference between having failures and feeling like a failure. Yeah. Where the feeling like a failure is the negative part of it, but having failed, like, I mean, 
You guys have seen Meet the Robinsons, right? Like, the whole premise of the yeah. movie is that nope. he screws up. Really? Wow. Okay. Um, anyways, there's a, the, the whole, a lot of the movie is about how, like, he screws up and he learns from it. And, like, it's, it, if he chose to feel like a failure, he never would have gotten anywhere. If you'd chosen to let your inability to be in the NBA keep you from doing anything, you wouldn't be a successful professor with a job, a house, two kids, a wife, and look and fly as all get out. Like, it just wouldn't happen. And the, I mean, but yeah, f- failure is good because we grow from it. We, we don't stay stagnant yeah. so long as we're learning from our failures. And that's the most healthy part. And I, honestly, probably sometimes the hardest part is like yeah. staying motivated after failing and making sure you don't feel like a failure and instead allowing the failures to spur you on to a new success. Mm-hmm. And so it's all mental, again. Well, and I think we're doing a disservice to those around us if we don't actually acknowledge that we've had failures, right? If we think that if we try to act like we're perfect sort of thing. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I think a lot of students have this... Um, I, I think about students a lot now because yeah. I'm a professor, right? But yeah. I think a lot of students have this idea that if other people just kind of slide through, they just kind of like glide <laughs> through life or something. Yeah. But there's none of us that glide through life. And, and oh, so kind right. of acknowledging those failures and letting people know about those mm-hmm. is really important. Um, I, I don't think we need to fixate on it, but that, that oh, helps yeah, yeah. other people right. have a failure and realize, you know, okay, okay it's not the end I'm, of the world. I'm yeah. not the worst. Like, well, okay, maybe not necessarily compare yourself, but like the idea of... I don't suck. I don't suck. I just, I'm just not the best at this right now. Didn't do it right I just didn't time. do it right this time. Exactly. Didn't it's, do it right next time. Yep. And yeah, everything... You gotta keep going. Everything takes a ton of work. Mm-hmm. To gain any level of mastery in something, you have to work. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> so so, there, so there's, a, there, there's like a tenth cliche for you. That is. <laughs> there we go. We've gotten to ten. <laughs> we've got. We've gotten to ten. It's time to go. Wait, um, I have one last question. Okay, one last question. Where do you buy all your clothes? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. <laughs> These are Nike. Nike. I got this from Zappos.com. Zappos.com. Oh, do you do a lot of online shopping? I do a fair amount of online shopping. That's the yeah. secret. Yeah. That is and the secret. And it's the best way to find deals. Good These deals. pants Good are from deals. J. Crew. These socks are from a uh, cycling brand called Rafa. Nice. And this yeah, shirt is Patagonia. Shirt is Patagonia. Patagonia and the beanie. Um, Canyon Bicycles. I, I visited the the manufacturing plant in Germany and I bought this beanie there. Oh, dang. That's oh, sick. Right. So, there you go. Now, <laughs> now you know my... Now we got fashion Now you know what I'm wearing. Well. Yeah. We, we got something for everybody shopping. here. On go events. around the world, buy some ethnic stuff, like anything you can, and be a skater. Yeah. Yeah. Be a skater. That is a coding skater. That's yeah, what you got This is a real hole in my jeans. That's a real... Is that oh. from, your, from yeah. your skating? Those are the coolest yeah. holes. Those are the actual holes. I was, not the ones that you bought. Not the bought holes. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I, I agree. But I was riding my skateboard. So I visited, I still am a research associate at the Smithsonian. So I went nice. there in September for some meetings and I was late. So I was riding my skateboard there and I had my big bag on. Mm-hmm. And I was trying, I tried to ollie up a curb with my big bag and holding <laughs> I also had a soda in my hand. And, uh, <laughs> I crashed, so that's where that came from, and I was, like, bleeding as I walked in. <laughs> Everyone's like, dude, are you okay? <laughs> no, this so, is no. <laughs> I want to put a plug out there. Could you potentially come into class and show us a kickflip? Just, like, on the last day. Like, would that be something oh, you'd be man. willing to do? I, 
I, I don't know. <laughs> Does he? Have, do you have tenure yet? I do not have tenure yet. Okay, maybe never mind. Never mind. Yeah, maybe after tenure. There we go. <laughs> he knows the system. <laughs> All well, right. We're going to sign off. Uh, thank Sweet. you so much for coming in, Dr. Francis. We really, word. really appreciate it. Last word, Dr. Francis. Yeah, no what, well, what is the last, last nugget of wisdom that What's you'd like to last, leave? First the last bacon bits that you'd like to leave with us. Oh, um, flies are voluptuous. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> That's great. We're done with it. We're done. We're out. We're sick of it. Let's go. <laughs> 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 <laughs>